Hello, and thank you for tuning in to the morning edition of the D1TN5 for Monday, April 25th. I'm Jack Vaughn. Southeast Missouri State AD Brady Barkey touches base with D1 ticker and connects Brian Fisher on progress in Cape Girardeau and Barkey's NACTA AD of the Year recognition. Barkey discusses coaching continuity, lessons dealing with COVID, operating efficiently post-pandemic, benefits of a compliance background, dealing with conference realignment, discussion surrounding OVC Big South Association, Red Hawk's definition of success, fundraising, new facilities, and more. The full conversation is on Connect. Florida AD Scott Strickland chatted with the Gainesville Suns' David Whitley on a number of topics. On the Gators being ready to fully engage in the NIL world, he says, I don't think anybody's confident about anything where NIL is concerned. I would say that because of the resources we have, the alumni base we have, and the stature of the university, we should be well positioned for any role that occurs with NIL. On the future of the college football model, there are three options. College athletics can continue to be litigated nonstop, which is currently happening. Or there can be a congressional solution. Or we can collectively bargain a solution. Right now, I don't think there's a path for any of the three. There's not a path to stop the litigation. There doesn't appear to be any congressional appetite, and there doesn't seem to be a desire for collective bargaining. So we're in a beautiful mess, right? The only other outcome would be for the conferences to come up with their own set of rules independent of one another, because that way there's not collusion. The SEC's rules may look different than the Pac-12's or the Americans' rules. Just let the marketplace dictate what happens. I'm not suggesting that's ideal, I'm just saying I don't know of any other way right now. Notre Dame AD Jack Swarbrick goes deep on the future of the industry with Sports Illustrated's Pat Forty and believes it's inevitable for there to be a break within the D1 ranks on a timeline in the mid-2030s. On the narrative that SEC Commissioner Greg Sankey schemed to get Texas and Oklahoma while simultaneously pushing for college football playoff expansion, he says, it's complete BS. Greg's really smart, but nobody's that Machiavellian. I had my own views, Craig Thompson did, Bob Bowlesby did. We weren't being manipulated by Greg. The playoff will wind up at 12. When asked what he wants to accomplish before retiring, he said, My goal was to steer this to a safe harbor. That may be a pipe dream. Especially take the word safe out of it. I'd like to take a real shot at trying to facilitate something people will at least consider nationally. See if we can make any progress. I'd hate to leave without trying. The Honolulu Star Advertiser's Dave Reardon indicates Hawaii athletics remains in the political crosshairs as it's likely to receive its irregular $4 million from state government as part of an overall package. VP of Budget and Finance Calvert Young says, Something doesn't look right. It lacks for consistency. Reardon says, This concerns him, partly because he knows money doesn't come without strings attached. Also of note, Senate Bill 3268 died in the House. That's the one that would have given the Board of Regents authority to terminate UH Manoa's athletic director and other personnel for cause, and also give the board responsibility in approving any athletic department hires with annual salaries of $200,000 or more. In what seems to be a first, a transfer men's basketball student-athlete's destination is announced by a company who has committed to an NIL deal with the player. 
It's Kansas State hooper Nigel Pack to Miami as LifeWallet CEO John Ruiz says his firm will pay Pack $800,000 over the next two years, plus a car. Next Sports, which represents Pack for NIL opportunities, says their client wanted to go somewhere he could show NBA teams he's an elite point guard. Jim Laranega's history of success with smaller point guards like Charlie Moore, Angel Rodriguez, and Shane Larkin was a major factor. Wake Forest AD John Curry catches up with D1 ticker and connects Brian Fisher to review recent successes for the Demon Deacons and Curry's achievement as a 2022 NACTA AD of the Year. The pair cover ground on Curry's time as a student at Wake and the role it plays in his leadership style, how he conducted a head coaching search in the middle of the pandemic, Curry's strategy on facility upgrades, and secrets of getting more students to attend games. Curry says, Some of the advantages of Wake Forest are the intimacy of the campus, all the big school resources on a relatively smaller campus with a smaller student body, but some of the most special memories I have as a student revolved around the connectivity that happened between general students and students who happened to be student-athletes, and I still see that today. Listen to more on Connect. Thank you for tuning in to the morning edition of the D1TN5 for Monday, April 25th. I'm Jack Vaughn, and be sure to check in later this afternoon.